welcome back to No Class Podcast, the podcast that has unfiltered conversations about everything you didn't learn in school. What's up, Anthony J? How you doing today? I am doing pretty good. I'm feeling very much like an adult today. Uh, oh, look at I'm, you. You grown. I'm feeling very adult-like. I have my to-do list to do later on that I'm actually excited about. Yesterday, I went and got errands and you know, I like to buy my stuff in bulk. I got my bulk toilet paper. I got I know, my right. um, snacks for the work week, all that kind of stuff. So I feel like I'm on top of my adult shit. That's how I'm feeling. Huh. You know, I feel the same way. Because before we started recording, I did, I've ran a few errands. And, you know, we record. I, honestly, on a, on a good day, I wouldn't be out of bed by the time we record, to be honest with you, because I'm just going to chill. But I did a lot of stuff. And I can say I'm really proud of myself. I actually was like, thinking about my, um, because I, I do this thing called self care plan of the day. And I started doing it like three weeks ago. And this is one of my things. I was just like, oh, like when you got out of bed this morning, you stayed out of bed and you actually got stuff done. So you are pretty much like on, on, I guess, the schedule so that you can relax later on in the day. So I'm really proud of that too. So I'm glad you said that because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have big myself up on no class, but I'm going to do it now. So. Good job us. Good job us. <laughs> well, we have a wonderful guest with us. This is this person's first time joining the ah, class pod class. So what we want to do is we want to have you introduce yourself. Tell us how you got here. You know, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you're introduced to this show. Yes. Hey, everyone. So my name is Jordan, Jordan Baker um, with the Owen. <laughs> um, so I um, got introduced to this show from um, Anthony. Um, so yeah, so I've developed a friendship with Anthony and he was like, hey, you know, we're going to do a um, podcast and it's going to be about what, what about your friends. So, you know, you want to jump on it. Um, and we had like a lot of conversations about friendships and how they evolved throughout the years. So I was like, yeah, you know, this would be my first podcast. So I said, you know, I'm excited. <laughs> we are so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you for making us your first podcast, by the way. Like, already I can tell this is going to be amazing. So, you got this. <laughs> so excited. So, as Jordan <laughs> said already, today's topic and title of the episode is What About Your Friends? Um, and so, it is, I don't think there's hardly anybody that I run into that is you know, late 20s, early 30s, who does not talk about how hard it is to make friends, retain friends. You have so many things that you're competing with. Um, you have careers, you have partners sometimes, sometimes you have kids. And so, um, you know, you get a lot of learning on, as we're talking about the conversations that you have and were taught on, there's a lot of work putting into how to be a good friend when you're very young, when you're in school, right? And I even remember the guidance from beyond elementary school to like high school on like the guidance on how to be a good friend. And then you hit adulthood and you have all these competing factors and we don't talk about the challenges and the hardships and the ups and downs of friendships. So that's what kind of got us to today's episode. Um, and talking about what about your friends. So let's start here first. What is 
what would you say is the most challenging part about making new friends or retaining the friends that you have? Go ahead, Jordan, please. <laughs> Seriously, was, go. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think the challenging part about making new friends um, is actually putting yourself out there. <laughs> um, I feel like at a, a lot of times, I feel like there's pressure um, that comes with it. Um, and being able to like navigate different conversations and understanding like, is this the friend for you? I think that's the hardest thing um, when it comes to making friends. Um, also like moving to different areas um, because as you get older, you're like, I want, I want a team. Like I need a legit team, um, whether it's a team, you know, within that team, you want like emotional support, um, you know, intellect, everything like that. So I think like one of the hardest things I would have to say is, um, you know, building your team, building your team and, you know, and putting yourself out there. Well, for me, um, in making friends, the hardest thing for me is trust. Um, I think that plays a big role in all of my relationships is just being able to understand how much I can trust you and um, what information I can, you know, what I can give to you as my vulnerability, you know, in friendship, sometimes um, you reveal things in friendship that you wouldn't reveal in your families, um, that you wouldn't reveal with your spouse or with your partners. So um, it's a different type of intimacy that you develop with friends. And in order for you to build that intimacy, you have to have trust. For the friends that I have now, I have, and I can honestly say I have built that intimacy and I've even worked on it um, more since the pandemic because it's been a challenge for everybody in my life. Um, but I've noticed in my friendships, for some of us, um, we've had different challenges with mental health, with physical health. Um, people are moving around. People are moving back home with parents or, you know, just trying to find a space where they can feel safe and they can be healthy. And sometimes it's been hard to communicate. Um, so... Uh, in maintaining my friendships, I've built a more of an intimacy there um, because I try to meet people where they're at now instead of forcing different things on them. So um, actually, I should have, instead of the word trust, I should have said intimacy because that's really what I, I think about with it. Mm -hmm. Like we don't, I don't think about it in terms of like a romantic relationship, but yeah, you do, you form a an intimacy with your friendships um and so you you really figure out how much you can relate to them in those in those different ways so what about you anthony so mine is gonna be my answer is on new friends although the state that i'm in being in a new city trying to make new friends and so mine is that the um trying to find the right environments. And I think it's very interesting right now because I've never been, like when we were younger, you know, what is 
is shown as the cool, sexy, the thing to do is find somebody at the club, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever. But what is, what's cool is like, that's never been my jam exactly. And then as we get older, more people are like, ah, I don't really want to be at the club like that or be at the lounges in the way that I used to. And so trying to find the environment, like where are people going where there are other people also looking for friends and I don't want to do it at a after work happy hour or at a conference. I feel like there's like this, there's a like, let's have lots of fun and then let's be serious and work. And I'm like, I'm trying to find this in between, like where are my people at? And so it often feels like sometimes it's coincidental or by accident that I, I do find some people, but oftentimes I think that the environment is key for me in being able to to find friends or have that cap on to be like I'm searching I'm looking for this and maybe other people here are looking for it too um so that's something that I'm navigating I feel like the environment is a challenge and especially when we're in a like how do I find other people that aren't consuming obsessed with social media right that's the other part is that like I go here because it is a look and it's going to look good for the gram or whatever and it's like that guy really don't care about that. How can I find other people who also don't care about that too? Um, so that's what it is for me. Um, what is y'all's criteria for finding friends? What What's most important for you when you are looking and searching and you're like, yeah, we should go on another hangout, another friend date or like, nah, you, you're not meeting it. <laughs> I'm slow to warm up to people, so... First of all, I, I am very, I, I consider myself to be very shy with making friends, to be honest with you. Um, mm. I've never really been the person to like spark the friendship. I've always been like, mm. oh, hey, you're in my orbit. Like, you know, I'll talk, especially if a person is also quiet around me. I'm just like, oh, we're quiet together. Like, you know, we ain't trying to cause too much noise and ruckus. Like, let me see what they got going on. Cause they might be, you know, thinking they may be introvert or something like that. So that's how I start. But then um, I just converse and depending on where the conversation goes, um, I pick it up. Normally, you know, if I discover that we have certain things in common, like, yeah, then I'll keep things going, but I'm not really like, you want to go out and have drinks or blah, blah, blah. Like on the first meeting, I'm like, ooh, that's a friend hoe. You know, I'm not about to do all that. <laughs> friend hoe. So <laughs> I'm like, let's, let's, you know, stay the course. <laughs> stay the course, you know, because I, I you know, when, I, when I've dived into different relationships prematurely, like they ended and then, you know, I've gotten involved. I've gotten into a place where I trusted that person and then it's like damn like now my friend is gone so um it normally starts out quiet and then I just like we just have to keep being around each other in order for us to build that rapport for me um the qualities that I look for in a friend are they they are stable like I don't like crazy people that's some real ish (laughs) I don't like crazy people I don't like people who are drama filled I don't like people who are um egotistical or people who show off I told like I'm I'm very low-key and I told you I'm that I'm shy when making friends so I don't really like people who 
are just like super, super loud and, you know, just want to be seen for attention and stuff like that. Like, and I think for me, um, I've just never, it just be, it's, it's like a deep rooted thing about myself. Like I don't ever want to be the person standing in the middle of the room, you know, like I can, if I have to be like, I will do that and I will find the courage to do it, but I just don't want to, like, I don't want to be singled out or be like, Oh, like, let me look at you. So I, I tend to attract the people around me who also are just like, all right, like we're going to chill. You know, like I have a lot of friends who do a lot of great things for people who like people on this podcast or who listen to the show would find really important. Like, you know, who make a lot of money, who are like big celebrities, but like you would never be able to tell because that person is just so low key, so genuine so just into themselves because they are not consumed with how the world thinks of them on that grand scale you know and so that's how I really attract the friends that I have um what about the both of you um for me I think that oh there has to be some type of substance there and so I have I, I talk about my friends differently than I, I have acquaintances that I can still hang out regularly with and then I have like my friends and so with my friends I can like I have an acquaintance well had an acquaintance like when I lived in Baltimore that like we would play tennis on a regular and we would talk about other stuff but like it never went past that right you are to me you are an acquaintance you're not a friend right to me, a friend, we can do more than just this one kind of specific thing. I've also had friends like, this is when I decide to go out, this is who I go out with, but we can't talk about nothing deep or anything. Cause so to me, it's like, it has to have some substance. It has to be uh, more than just one particular area that we have something in common with or that we're passionate about talking about. Um, it has to be um, shared that we support each other and show up for each other. I've had, um, lopsided friendships or relationships with people that's no good for me um, or the ones that I have had I'm like I know what it is and because of that I don't put great responsibility on you and I don't put great expectations on you and I am choosing to continue with this being kind of like one-sided knowing that I don't get exactly what I want or need from you as a friend but I do get something out of it um so it's it's a feeling though. I totally get you, Chantel, and being like, I'm kind of slow with it. I am. Um, I may even talk a good game and may seem like the initiator and seem like I, I've done that before where people are like, I thought you were extroverted. I was like, nah, I was just fronting because I kind of wanted to just like get you to be my friend in the beginning, but I don't know where to go from here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I have those courageous days where I'm like, hey, yeah, like I'll strike up a conversation with you and stuff and then, okay. Yeah, I, I can't keep that going. Um, but yeah, and then my friendships are so different, right? And so I'm always open to be like, wherever this goes is where it goes at. Um, like even in talking to Jordan, I was saying that when I moved to Atlanta, I was like, oh, I expected for like our friendship to kind of flop. And then we would be like, you know how you have the friend that you're like, hey, how are you? I'm good like same thing every day but like we're constantly having big conversations about like family friendships all that it's like okay that's what I need and and friendships that I'm getting 
fed and watered it and that both of us are and so yeah that's my criteria that my long answer i love that yeah i'm gonna piggyback off of both of you guys um i think motives um is a big thing for me because i noticed that i had i had to really categorize a lot of my friends as bad as that sounds um to really by really having conversations with them and I'm not a surface level um, person when it comes to conversations. I love to dig deep. Um, and you're going to have to reveal something to me. <laughs> um, if you don't, if you do not reveal, like, it don't have to be your deepest, darkest secret. But you, I need to know that I can meet you in the middle. You know, I need to know that. And that's how I, I feel I can trust you. If you reveal, you know, you know some of your um, closest things to about yourself. So that's a big thing for me is really motives. Um, and then relatability. Um, I have had a lot of um, friends in my life who I've outgrown. Um, are, my motives and their motives are totally different. Um, and even though we can still have like, you know, conversations, but some conversations they can't, they can't dig as deep or they can't really, you know, meet me where I'm at. So sometimes I lose friendships out of that um, because I'm like, some things I want to talk about, I won't be able to talk about um, with that person. So relatability and motives um, have always played a big part uh, when it comes to, you know, choosing my friends. That's the criteria, your motives. That is so accurate. Jordan be going in for the kill with the questions. (laughs) So tell me about that. (laughs) <laughs> no I get it I get it because I I wouldn't consider myself to be surface level either and that's why I like I'm very slow to warm up to people because when it comes to the conversations and the topics that I want to have like I don't I don't skip a beat like I'm probably gonna ask you about your mama your grandma like you know and it's but it's gonna be a natural flow of the conversation like I'm not trying to be intrusive or rude or anything like mm-hmm. one of my friendships, like I, I'm pretty sure we started out talking about zodiac signs, you know, like something very right. like that, like for, for a lot of people can just be like very like flitting, you know, like, like very just superficial, but then it mm-hmm. got into spirituality, it got into religion, mm-hmm. it got into all these different things that, you know, would really be like, okay, this is my person this is the grounding this is the substance of my friend this is mm-hmm. like the soul of this person that I'm speaking to you know and so mm-hmm. I usually have those conversations like I'm I don't know why I'm just a very curious person um so when I do make friendships um I'm just super curious like I want to know and a lot of there are people who really love to talk about themselves but some people don't some people don't know how to articulate and um, I'm just a, a person who usually is just like inquisitive enough so that they can express. And then I'll be like, okay, like maybe I want to continue moving forward in building a friendship or a relationship with this person because I'm like, I know that this person, I know what values this person has. Like, I know that they could be very like they want to be very close with their friends and their families and like they take care of this person or that you know because that's a reflection like all of your relationships are a reflection of you in some way you know so when I talk to people and hear about their relationships or hear about what they're speaking of with you know someone else or 
about someone else, I know that that's how that's going to translate with me. And then I, I put myself in that position to be like, okay, well, maybe I can go get a drink because I'm not trying to be a friend ho this time. So. <laughs> <laughs> and what you said too reminds me of, I remember even when I was young, asking the deep questions with my friends and wanting to like know a lot about them. And I used to feel weird. Like people used to make me feel weird about my dad. Used to be like, you all in their business. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm in their business though. (laughs) And now getting older, it's like, oh no, it's not me being nosy because I didn't feel nosy when I was doing it. It's like, I just want to know this person on a deeper level. Um, And Jordan, what you had talked about in, in outgrowing friends and knowing that you can't have those conversations and let those go because you have the, I feel like there are, friendships that you have maybe from high school or younger years and then your friendships that you have today and and those criteria may be different right the criteria that I have for the friends that I made in my early 20s are different from what they look like now um so what have been some things that have made like maybe an old friendship be like this is what I have to let go of now and this is no longer serving me or our friendship is different and we have to rework this. Have y'all had examples of that happen to you all? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. So recently, um, I think this was the year of losing friends. Um, I had one friend um, who was very in and out. Um, and when she would come back in, <laughs> she would ask, so is it like, you know, she couldn't really articulate the actual issue. Um, and as time went by, um, I had to sit down with myself and ask, do I truly want this, this friendship? Am I, am, and am I willing to, you know, to work on that friendship? So, um, I think really assessing, constantly assessing, you know, the people that you talk with and get to know, um, because, and it goes back to what you were saying, Chantel, the mental health piece, because sometimes people, they if they have access to you, they will continue to keep coming and being basically like energy vampires. I'm gonna keep coming. I still got my, you know, my shit, everything I'm going through. So I'm gonna keep coming to you, keep coming to you and making it seem like it's your issue and it's your problem. And I really um, felt like this year, communication was really big within my friendships and setting those boundaries. And my um, other friend too, as well, um, that I had to um, let go we had a bit of a codependency um, relationship and I had to hold myself accountable um, with that because um, at that time, my friend, when we first met, um, I was in a broken place moving to the Maryland area. Um, And I was able to provide, he was in a broken place too as well, but I was able to nurture him and it made me, you know, excuse my own issues um, of me lacking the romance in my life. So I, you know, came into it and he would call me, you know, like, you're like my mother and stuff. And he would stay with me, you know, and I'll continue to feed into that because I felt like there was purpose in my life, you know, with a person. And um, as time went by and I started going to therapy and, you know, healing, you know, um, from my past, I had slowly started getting aggravated with everything. I was like, like, why do you need, like, why can't you go here by yourself? You know, like, you know, to have that friend that you always have to go. Or if I say like, oh, I'm going to Canada. Um, and I'm telling you about it. 
but I'm not inviting you. I'm telling you. And they're like, oh, let me get a ticket too so we can go together. And I'm like, cut the middle cord. <laughs> like, this is not what, this is not, <laughs> this is not happening. And um, after a while, we got into a, a really um, big argument. And to this day, we still have not um, recovered from that mm. to where everything I was feeling, and I feel sorry for the friend that was sitting in the car <laughs> listening to us go back and forth, but everything I was feeling just literally um, burst out. Um, and he, it was more so of a, like, hey, I feel like this is a codependent relationship. And I would tell him over and over again, I'm like, um, I feel like you do not pay respect to my boundaries. And when you put me in this place, I, you know, I, I feel stuck because I, I want to be here for you. And I understand that you have X, Y, and Z going on. I said, but like, do you even truly know what I got going on? You know, and I feel like there's a difference between venting to someone and like, what am I trying to say? Like venting and actually like emotionally dumping mm-hmm. on someone. And I felt like every time we would have a conversation, venting is saying, I'm telling you what's going on and this is how I'm going to resolve it. Emotionally dumping on someone is I'm telling you everything that's going on and I'm leaving it there. Like there's really no resolution. Um, and that was emotionally taxing to me. And I had, you know, expressed that to him. I said, I'm tired. I'm tired of everything being wrong and I'm being the punching bag, you know, consistently. So knowing and talking to myself and saying, being accountable, like, okay, you let this go on because you were okay with where you were at in your life because this person wasn't doing as good as you. This friend wasn't doing as good as you. So you leached off of them just as well as they leached off off of you because you were providing a nurturing environment. So understanding all of that, it helped me pull out, you know, of this friendship and look in and say, hey, this cannot work for me. Um, And being able to have that, the space to to evolve as a friend, you know, is always good as well. So, yeah. You said a word. Snap, snap, snap. That was yes. What do you say after that? Yeah, that was good. Well, number one, I just want to tell you congratulations for even getting to that point of saying, like, I have to like care for me right now. And this is how I care for me. And it may not include this friend. You know, that's hard. <laughs> very, very hard. But um, I've had friendships like that. I've had, I've had relationships like that. And um, over the years, like, cause I was even telling you both before we started recording that I've had breaks and I've had like a long break in one of my closest friendships. Um, and that friendship is like really, really strong now, but like being in that friendship and being in all the other close relationships I have, I've realized um, while doing my own work on myself, like the ways in which I feed into some of the um, dependencies of my friends and the ways I need to step back and kind of like 
like Jordan is doing, like, okay, I need to hold myself accountable and just be like, okay, like, this is the way I feed into it. Like, let me take a step back and do the work for myself so that maybe the friend on the other end could see that I'm doing the work and like ease up, or maybe this will be the, the, the end of that season on the friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really hard. Even in me doing the work I'm doing on myself, like throughout this entire course of the pandemic, I've been having different questions um, and different conversations with my friends. Like one of my friends was in a really like bad situation with their job. And this person is used to calling me and I'm, I'm just a person who loves resolution. You know, like I'm just, I don't, I can't complain about something and then not do something about it. That's just me. That's just the way I handle things. But this person was just not in a space to do anything. Like they didn't feel like they were in a space to do anything about it. And so I, I had to do one of those things, Jordan, where I was just like, look, I can't do this. You know, like, you know, I I took a look at myself because first of all, I was just like, I I called myself a fixer. And then I was like, fuck that. That's not my narrative. Because if if I tell you that I'm a fixer, then that means you're going to continue coming to me and asking me for help. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to figure this shit out on your own. You know, like, I'm not your mommy. I'm not your daddy. You know, you can call me and say, this is an issue. I'm going, you know, like, this is something that, I'm going through but if this is is happening two three times every time I'm in a conversation with you click I can't do this no more you know because this is too much for me like I feel I feel emotionally triggered because you're being taken advantage of and I want to do something about it and you don't but you're going to keep calling me and being on my phone and tell no I'm not doing that shit no more like it's too much for me so I just had to create that boundary too and it's like you don't realize when you're in those friendships, when you're building those friendships, because like I even spoke to earlier that I'm slow to build, I feel like I always had that boundary. You know, I'm like, yeah, I create this from the beginning. But when you're in friendship and when you're in friendship for the long term or even for the short term, you have to assess and create those boundaries over and over and over and over and over. Every time you grow, you make a realization, sit down and think about, who all is in your space, in your orbit, how that person is a reflection of you and assess how you can move forward in improving or the ways in which this person or that situation is holding you back, you know? So for me, I had to realize like, I cannot dismiss my boundaries because this person has been in my life for a long long time and like I know this person loves me I know this person's my friend I know this person has my back but I've allowed this person to dump and to um you know just call me like you know with all the problems and then I'm just sitting here like well I don't got nothing going on I'm just sitting here watching tv you know it's like I don't have these problems because when I have these problems you hear about this problem the one time and then after that the thing is fixed because I don't play that you know mm-hmm. so you do you have to constantly reevaluate and um even my like my strongest like most loving friendships the ones that I've had for over 20 years y'all when I tell you like I met these people when I was single digit age 
you know, and we have been friends for a very long time. We've grown with each other. We've seen each other through college and, you know, some through kids and things like that. Like we are just super, super connected. But then I sit there and I'm just like, well, I'm growing in this way. And this is something that I just have to stop because now I know it's a problem, you know, and the friendship that I'm speaking of in particular when I when I did create that boundary, that person actually like improved. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Cause I sat there and I thought, and I was just like, I even wrote one time in my journal, I was just like, I I kind of did a thing where I was just like, who do I think I am to change this person? You know? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot for a person to think about changing themselves like Jordan Anthony J like I know you've all we we've all like undergone some changes but it took a lot for us to get to the point where we wanted to change right and so when you were speaking to your friend or you were speaking to anybody that you had a really close relationship with and they're telling you to do this like you might not have done it because you weren't ready but when you are in friendship with with people and you're creating those boundaries create them for yourself so that that person on the receiving end could take example and pivot you know if the pivot means that the relationship ends then that should question the strength of that friendship anyway but normally like because I you know I felt fearful I was like damn I've been like knowing this person for a really long time is like one of my closest friends but I did the pivot and I was just like you know this has been a beautiful experience so now I don't have to feel upset if I'm on the on the receiving end of a conversation and like I feel like my friend is you know being taken advantage of or anything so um because that person is now just being like I'm gonna step up you know that's why I was like I'm not taking that narrative oh I'm the fixer and blah 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 like I'm the fucking muscle no you fix your own shit because I'm gonna fix my own shit Mm -hmm. you know so um I've, I've been reevaluating my friendships that way for a very long time. And it took me, uh, it took me until uh, this year to really kind of like, well, not this year, but like last year to really do that because I was in autopilot in a lot of my friendships, you know, if we were strong, we were strong and I just never questioned it, but every relationship deserves a new contract. Right. You know, that's beautiful, Chantel. And I'm thinking, because um, one thing I I noticed I was doing was I was becoming an enabler for a lot of my friends' issues. And um, it wasn't to the heated moments until I really, like, it snapped. I said, ah, and I have to ask that question, like, am I an enabler to you? Um, am I, <laughs> like, I had one friend um, who experienced um, sexual abuse. And we had to have a sit down because she kept having like, she kept lashing out. Um, and I would ask her, you know, community, like, you know, what's, what's going on? Or how can I support? Um, but she couldn't truly even articulate that. Um, and, you know, the more I started asking questions around the topic, it then, you know, went into, okay, well, um, you know, the cologne you wear that's triggering for me. So I was like, okay, okay. And I had to think in my head, I was like, okay, but you just said that you 
when you first came to my place, you just said that you, you love this cologne. It smells good. So in my head, it was a lot of confusion because I'm like, is it Stockholm syndrome? Like, are you falling in love with your abuser? Or is it more so of, I don't truly know how to communicate these things. And I don't want to admit that because if I admit that, then that would make you probably think that I'm crazy or we can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I don't have control over my situation. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about beforehand, that vulnerability piece of being able to say, I don't have it together, you know? And I, and I don't, I don't fully understand my experience. Um, but as a friend, this is how I need you to show up. And this is how I need you to be present. And I feel like that's, that's a heavy, heavy thing to do. And I, I haven't even been able to master that skill because in my friendships, um, I feel like some people are still trying to figure out how can I support you? Because um, they say I have this Black woman, independent Black woman complex or something like that. But at the end of the day, like I'm a Black man who needs support, you know, but I don't even, sometimes I don't even know how to articulate it. Um, but if I know that I have your support, like being able to communicate with you and, you know, and slowly move into it, it's, it brings that security. So, yeah, yeah. That's How about you? No, the communication part is the key, is key. I remember in college, um, people told me, I had a hard time with just like transitioning and your friends not being there in the same way that they were before. So like maybe your friends went to a different school, maybe your friends moved away. I remember a friend moved away when I was in sixth grade and I like went home and I was all upset crying. And my mom was like, why are you crying so hard? I'm like, that's my friend, they're leaving. And so there was this point in like youth that you're, I was taught to acquire thicker skin that you're gonna have throwaway friends that friends aren't gonna be there forever. And you need to get used to like just losing friends and things just change. And so then I acquired this thick skin and I had this attitude of like, well, if that didn't last, then it didn't last because that's just how it works. Sometimes friendships don't last. Um, to me being like, if it is a true friendship and, and what I would do oftentimes if there was conflict or something, then I would be like, I'm going to let it fade out. I'm going to like ghost this person or let this person ghost me. I'm just not going to say anything about it. And then when I started making true friends that, um, and this was tested when I moved to Baltimore and when a friend moved from Baltimore that I had made and they were like, I feel like we don't communicate like we used to. We used to like check in once a week or whatever. And we would blame so-and-so like, who was the last person who called who? Well, okay, it's your fault that we haven't talked in a while because you didn't call me. And then we started recognizing that that was petty and gave each other the permission. We communicated, gave each other the permission that like sometimes both of us are going to be busy. We still love each other. And when we can make the time and make the effort, we can. And um, that it's okay that it's not on a calendar that it's every week, every other week or whatever. Um, and sometimes just shooting a, hey, I'm thinking about you text is enough. Um, and that was big for me because I was like, uh, I'm feeling away, you're feeling away. And what I wanted to just do was just not say anything and just let it go, um, but not let it go. I would have remembered in my head <laughs> why I was still holding this grudge to, to both of those friends in those situations. But 
I had one this year that I was like, I'm pretty sure that I, I want to let this friendship go. And I want to tell this friend about it. Um, I feel like I'm always initiating for us to hang out. I feel like that even sometimes when I initiate it, um, our hangouts get canceled. Um, and so I was like, and there's no space for, for me in this. Like this person has a lot going on, but that still doesn't mean that you don't get to show up or be a friend for me. And so when I was getting ready to move, um, I was like, I'm gonna, I don't wanna bring this with me to Atlanta and I'm gonna end this. And I was doing all this work in my head to end it. And I was like, you know what? Or you don't have to. Like that friendship, I had to be real with myself. That friendship was never there. Like he was never a friend that was always present. He was never a friend that we hung out with. Like every other week or whatever like he was showing me who he was and what he could offer in that friendship and so I was like what I need to do is scale back what my expectations have been he has never been that and do I want to proceed with like how things have been and and move him again from friend to like the acquaintance zone and that has made things easier for me because I don't feel like after I did that I was like I don't feel like that I have to say and cancel and be like, we can't be friends or can't communicate anymore. I had mentioned to him before about like, and he was always quick to mention, like, I know I suck, I canceled, or I know you texted me and I haven't responded. Like he knew all of these things. This wasn't new to him. And so I was like, I can be okay with being like, I'm putting you in a different category. And that's all that you can offer right now and then maybe in time when life is different for you then like we can move to being friends again or maybe this will fade out but um I didn't feel like I had to make a hard like this is where we are this is the resolution in order for me to to keep it moving so that was my newest and most different yeah I think with navigating friendships hmm. I love what you said about the expectations though um I feel like a lot of us, we expect people to treat, um, we expect people to treat us how we treat them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just cannot recognize the ways in which you would go out of your way to be a friend to them, you know? And so it's hard to, it's hard to understand that, but it needs to be understood, you know, that the way that you show up in your friendships is the way you show up mm-hmm. it's like that love language you know it's like you cannot expect somebody to love you in your love language unless you communicate that that is the language that you like to be loved you know so it's it gets really difficult but I do appreciate us having this conversation because this is not like we're not taught about the emotional intelligence needed to sustain a friendship. As we're growing up, like, you know, we're taught to share and, you know, just be polite. And, but it's not something that is taught to be, um, you know, to have strong friendship relationships with people. Um, I know we had a question on, the opening question for one of our previous episodes where Anthony J asked, you know, would you be friends with your parents if they were your age, you know? And he was just like, <laughs> the, the answer you gave, 
it was really and but it was indicative of the way you like to be loved in friendship mm-hmm. you know that said more about you than it said about the person you know your mom or whoever like of course it says something about them but it says something about you too it's like if you are my friend you got to remember my my important dates you know like that is friendship to me remember the day that i arrived on this earth you know remember like the things that matter to me because that is the truth and testimony of friendship mm-hmm. you know and i and that's not an ex- that's an expectation for some you get what i'm saying but it has to be communicated that is my love language if you acknowledge the day that i'm born and then that you help me celebrate with it like that's a big thing for me too like i i always include my friends and family in my birthday celebrations um and i usually plan them because i like to do things for my birthday and i I like to do certain things like if i want to go to brunch or if i want to go travel um outside the united states or within the united states i'm gonna plan it because I want the people around me who I want to be around me, you know? So some people are just like, I want somebody to plan my birthday for me. Mm-hmm. But if and you don't that's plan- the friend, yeah, that too was different to me when people were like, friends are supposed to plan other friends' birthdays. I was like, oh, like that's- a- But that's an expectation for some people. So that it has is. to be communicated, you know? And it's, I, I wanted to talk about the communication piece too, because it's not, it's just, it is communication, but communication gets, it's so vague. It's quality communication. But what do you consider to be the quality in the communication? It's like, for us on this podcast, it's like, show me your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be superficial with me. Cause I feel like that's fake. I feel like that's, you know, fleeting or whatever the case may be. Like that doesn't, give me a true understanding of who you are as a person but for some people that's how they connect and build friendships it's like off of stuff that's superficial and it's just like okay like this is a person that I can trust I, like I build trust in this person because I can talk about something superficial with this person you know so it's about the quality of the way you're communicating and not just verbally but non-verbally like com- like Anthony J you're talking about you know if you were to ghost a friend or something like that that's that's speaking too that's speaking too it's like I don't feel like I owe you the response of saying this friendship can end because this person gave you some vibes and you were just like you just realized and analyzing your friendship that that was never the friendship like that was never given in that friendship y'all were never the type of friends that would sit down and be like I'm not going to be your friend and I'm okay with ghosting this friendship you know so these are all really important things to point out um yeah that's all I wanted to say you're making me think too like and not just I don't know how it was for you all so I I, I guess this is the question in my last question looking at our time but I don't feel like I had good examples of what adult friendship looked like right and so I said on that episode that my, my parents don't do a good job keeping up with their friends. I had given an example of the birthday of my mom forgetting her friend's birthday and asked, and I had to tell her when it was. And so like, I even think about television and we used to be like, oh, they're friends. And then we look back on it and was like, oh, that was kind of toxic. Like the friends on girlfriends, the friends on like, they had a whole episode where it was like, why wouldn't you fight with me? Like that used to be a criteria. I remember people saying too, if we get in a, in a fight, like everybody, my real friends would show up and fight too. Like, so 
do you all feel like there were models or whether that be television, parents, older siblings, older friends that showed you how to navigate adult friendships that were good models of that? I'll say for me, the way that I, the way that I move in my friendships is the way that my, my family has moved in their friendships. Like we all have really like long-term relationships with our friends. Um, we all have varying degrees of, in which that like we talk to them, but it's certain people that we trust. Like my, my father, he, um, one of his best friends was like, you know, the godfather of my brother and like, um, one of the pallbearers at his funeral, you know, like is still in constant communication with my mother and my family, like looking over us, like we look out for each other. You know, my father, when he passed, it was a testimony of his friendships because there were so many people that my, my father, like he had really close relationships with a lot of people over the years. And no matter how many times like he might have disagreed with somebody or you know just time because you're grown you have children you have a life you are working you're trying to maintain a lifestyle to support your children and and keep them educated and things of that nature and keep them safe like that was a testimony of the lengths of friendship because there were people speaking to me and my family about the things that he did that I had never heard that he had did that were that were beautiful you know and so I think that I I've had great examples of friendships like I've you know when it comes to tv shows and stuff like that like there were certain things that I wasn't looking for when I was younger like I was just like dang it's four like with girlfriends I'm like dang it's four black women together they friends like they successful boom 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 at that point in time that's what I'm thinking that's that's I'm growing up thinking like yeah me and all my friends we gonna be riding together we gonna be successful blah 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 the lawyer the doctor the who you know and we're gonna support each other and then when I get in when I when I think about the friendships that I have now like and I hear this quote too. It's like a, um, I don't know if Les Brown was the originator of this quote, but the relationships like in the friendships that you have now, like y'all are all, what did he say? He said like, y'all are all within like $5,000 of each other in like terms mm-hmm. of the money you make. So when I think about that, I think about how I, I reflect their love and they reflect love in me, you know? And I've always had the strong connections and loves in my friendships. And so that's what I've grown up seeing. No matter what like destructive things that were emulated in TV and stuff like that, even in my personal life, like my mother and father have, and my, even my grandmother, like my grandmother, when she passed away, she was 97 um, and she had outlived a lot of her friends and I remember people coming from like the neighbor like the old neighborhood that we used to live in and like grew up in and stuff like that and one of my one of my my grandmother's friends was like around her age and was a surviving friend but that was like one of her longest friendships she had ever had you know so I've always had I think really good um models of friendship and even when I was like you know how like well, y'all don't, y'all probably don't know this, but 
for for a black girl like me, when you have certain friends that are black girls, sometimes they get labeled as fast. And so um, <laughs> I've, you know, I've had those friendships where my mother or like my aunts and stuff would be like, who is this little, mm, you know, it's not going to last. And then they didn't last, you know, just because like their their core values were different than my own you know so I feel like I've always had really great examples of friendships I just not might not have never acknowledged it before but I have you know I can honestly say that we all grow up because our first examples are the people who raise us whether it is your grandmother whether whether it's your, your mom your dad like your guardian if you were adopted whoever like you know, if you don't even have that, that stable footing, like those are the people that we emulate the most. So that is what I can say. I I truly have gained, um, in my, in my life is like the strength of their friendships. Um, despite even the images that I've seen of friends. Cause I was just like, they, like my, my people communicated to me verbally or non-verbally what friendships were. Um, what about the both of you? Before you go, Jordan, I just gotta say shout out to ever whoever. I need this to start being, um, I don't know, put somewhere formally, but whoever coined the term, that girl is fast. <laughs> <laughs> like these are things we will never know who came up with it, but I appreciate <laughs> so much. That fast little girl, I'll be like, why is she fast? I have no idea. I, I don't know. She got we on don't belly know, shirts we know. and nose rings. I'm like, oh, is that why she fast? She got a little That's jewelry okay. in her Okay. <laughs> she got titties today. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Jordan. Um, for me, I grew up with my parents. Um, they provide a lot of unconditional love. So they were very active. Um and their friendships and, you know, within um, the community um, to the point to where I saw um, incidents where they were more so being used <laughs> um, mm. for their unconditional love. Um, so I would see them, you know, like Christmas time, my father always, he was the fruit guy and he would have his box of oranges and apples and everything like that. And he'll give them out to the, um, the community. And he has one close friend, but usually I notice too, a lot of the close friends, because you, how can I say this? Like, I come from a small town. So everyone, it's like, it's like a big village. Everyone knows each other, um, you know, from birth until adulthood. So a lot of the friendships they have built, um, you know, started at a young age and developed throughout the years. Um, and I just noticed that my, um, it's so funny, my father's best friend, um, our homie, <laughs> he, um, they actually grew up with each other and he actually dates, I mean, well, that's not dates, but his wife is my mom's best friend, which is my mom's sister. So it's just <laughs> everything like, <laughs> it's weird, but everything kind of like comes together. Um, and I noticed my mom, she built relationships um, you know, at her job because she works on, on base and she, it wasn't as many black people at that time. So that was a way for her to really connect with other, you know, black people in the same space as her. Um, 
so yeah, so I've noticed from my parents, just from watching them, it's just a lot of giving, very much so giving, 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 giving. Um, and that's how I feel like they have kept um, a lot of like friendships and um, really built community throughout the years. Um, yeah, I already told y'all bye. <laughs> so <laughs> a little bit earlier about my parents not being good friends um, into that and talking about what my models were. But any other, I've, okay, I said that was the last question. This is not the last question. Here is the last one. And throw in any last words that y'all want to say, Jordan or Chantel, or questions y'all want to pose because we close out. But um, are you, because I've had times where it's like, I'm open for applications, I'm not. Are y'all looking for new friends right now, right? Is it no new friends here? Or yes, I'm looking for new friends. If so, yeah, just that. In case somebody's listening, like, oh, they sound cool. I want to be their friend. Well, I'm never, I've never closed, or I have, I'm going, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I've, I've closed my door. I've done the no new friends thing, but I'm in a space now where I'm very open to anything. You know, I, you never know who is going to interrupt the story and change it for the better, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the way I take things. I do not restrict myself from love anymore. And it in- includes my friendships. Um, I felt like that was a very low vibe thing for me to do and I was hurt and I was broken in different ways and you know I'm healing up but I'm open my applications my dms all that are open you know but trust me I'm not a friend hoe like I've been telling y'all it's gonna take some time okay we're not going to get drinks on the first day okay so (laughs) I'm so sick of the episode to I'm not a friend host. I'm down for that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, y'all know I'm open for friends, but genuine ones. Um, shout out to people listening to it in Atlanta. Um, but um, yeah, genuine ones, like we had said earlier, and like Chantel was saying, I'm, I don't like to move super fast. I'm fine. We can hang out a few times and frequently, but some people want to hurry up and no, I'm not that quick mover. So that's all I got to say about that. And let's do something different. Let's do something besides let's just go get a drink. So go ahead, Jordan. I love that. Um, Yes, I'm definitely open to um, friends. I love um, getting to know new people. Um, I've really been trying to, and I know me and Anthony talk, talk about this a lot, trying to build a uh, um, community through uh, the LGBTQ+. That's where I'm really trying to build up um, my friend group because I <laughs> noticed that it's um, at times really hard to navigate conversations. Um, and it's, I think it's really just finding your, your gay gang. <laughs> Um, and that that community. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna leave that where that's at. Um, yeah, so I feel like that <laughs> that is one of the things that I'm really trying to move towards. But I'm open to um, new friendships because I feel like with new friendships, it kind of starts a transition in my life. Um, especially people who think differently 
than me. I really want to step out of my um, ethnicity because I, before we <laughs> get on this call, I was thinking, I said, yeah, all of my close, close friends are Black. <laughs> you know, and I love that. I, you know, I embrace it because um, no one knows you like your own color in a way, in a way. Um, that's debatable. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, I really want to open up to um, maybe having someone in the Hispanic community, you know, because that's a whole different culture. And I feel like that really pulls you out of your element. And I enjoy that. Um, so I would say I really am in the Renaissance period um, when it comes to, you know, building friendships and learning people um, and then also learning myself. Um, and I think my takeaway would be um, people accept what they feel like they deserve. Let's mm. mm. go, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realize I have a lot of Black friends too. <laughs> No, but just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but I do. I mean, I feel like, because I, I was thinking about that question earlier, like the one that Anthony J asked, like, how do you attract your friends? Or, you know, I mean, the criteria don't have to be they, that they black, but that's how I normally start <laughs> in certain rooms. But you gotta get I, do, first, yeah. I do, gravi- I gravitate towards people who are, um, I do. I gravitate towards people who are usually like another person of color, um, mostly mostly black and his mostly black and Latina Latinx. Um, so that's where it starts. But I don't always have those lasting friendships. I do have one friend who is white, one really close friend who is white, and I I, I mean I get them every ten years, you know. So. Um, <laughs> But I did have like a friend who was Puerto Rican. My life was the <laughs> But no, like, I mean, that's, that's, I feel like now I have to have a whole nother conversation when it comes to friendships outside of my ethnicity now, because I think about those things differently. I have a friend who is Korean American. Um, I do have a friend who's white. I had a friend who was Puerto Rican and we're not friends because she was Puerto Rican, but you know. <laughs> we not friends but (laughs) but we were really close you know when we were friends so you know that's I feel like that's a whole nother element to me it's like I do want to attract friends just friends who are kind who are loving people who um are just in the mind in the same mind frame as me but who maybe have like a difference of background to teach me things I'm always I'm I'm a teachable person I always like learning I always like being open to different relationships um too so you know I'm down with the friendships world um I hate y'all right now I can't stand either one of y'all right <laughs> I love that I love that I um, have a question though okay. because one of my friends um Jasmine who you all have been introduced to via this show um she's one of my really really close friends but we she gave me she had the idea and then I've since did this in my other friendships to kind of like gauge our strength in the friendships but um she treats like the the times that she goes with goes out with her friends as dates so she calls them friendship dates 
Um, and I've done a few with her. We've had like amazing times. And then I've done a few with my other friends and like, it really helped to open up, um, you know, different aspects of our friendships. But what if you um, could incorporate anything in you maintaining strong relationships or building stronger relationships in your friendships, like what would you do? Like, would there be a certain activity or like, would you like, is there not like a friendship contract, like Cynthia Bailey off of Housewives, but like, is there something that you could do or ask or say to help build a strong friendship with the people that you're already friends with or with those new friends that you are attracting? Um, like, is it going on vacation? Like what, what helps to build those strong friendships? Oh, is that is that? I it? was just going to ask: Is this something tangible, or we're saying if we could have everything, like all the resources to make it happen, or is this with the resources that we got? Let's be realistic, okay? Like, oh. let's just be realistic. I just because we, you know, for some people who may have a hard time making friendships, it might just be like a piece of advice that somebody can offer that you know could help somebody build closer friendships not everybody has an easy time making friends or keeping friends you know so i'd say that for me by in all of the friendships that are very different um i i didn't share this on this episode but i don't have like a lot of people are like oh there's four of us in a friendship but there's five of us and we're all friends i don't have that and I've rarely, I can't say I've ever really had it. I've kind of had it. Um, the closest I can think of is like a couple of jobs where like me and coworkers became friends. And then after that, we stayed friends. So most of mine are one-on-one friendships. And um, I noticed that even though th- those friendships are very different and we may do d- different activities, the times that the friendships are strongest is the quality time. Hmm. And so whatever it is that we can enact that like we have quality time together, that's why I was like, oh, if I could do a trip with each one of my friends once a year, that would be a great thing because I noticed it's just, it's not the same. A check-in over the phone, we may be able to talk about some stuff, but when we are actually together with all of my friends, mm-hmm. like in their individual things, there's things that I'm like, I never would have got that from a phone call. We never would have got that. Or like, we may have breathed through this thing, but having the quality time to be able to breathe each time is just like, it's like an exhale. It's like, that's where it is. Like we needed that check-in and it's, yeah, it's not the, the distance over the phone doesn't give it the, the same thing. So it would be some type of like, we in each other's faces having some quality time doing a thing. I love that. What about you, Jordan? Um, I'm like, I don't even know where I want to take I'm about this. I'm going to say, got anything for the kitties? <laughs> I, I don't even know. Um, one thing that's really big for me is um, for my friends, I tell them all the time, I'm like, do not call me every day. I said, do not call me every day. I said, do not text me every day. I said, do not call me every day. And sometimes they get offended and then sometimes, you know, they inquire um, but I'm really, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a type of person to where I love, like, maybe we can check in, you know, once a week, you know, or maybe once a month, but I'm all here for the meetup, 
you know, when we see each other face to face and you spill everything or you tell everything, you know, that's going on. I feel like if I contact you, talk to you every single day, I feel like when I see you in person, it's going to be hard for me to get the full, like, you know, the all the everything that comes with it when it comes to you telling your story. And one thing that's really helped me is um, I stepped away from social media, except TikTok. But I stepped away from, <laughs> I have to send my daily, okay, I do send my daily TikTok. Uh, and that's communication to me. Like memes, gifts, um, TikToks, like everything like that. Like you send something fun, like, okay, we're connecting. We're still connecting without starting a conversation. And um, I had, you know, spoke with some friends and, you know, and started a conversation, you know, about how does that look for me? And I told them, I said, please just don't call. And there's some friends I have who we do talk like every other day, but we've built this relationship, you know, for so many years to the point, it's just kind of like, okay, Anthony, because I saw you. <laughs> so for us, we talk every single day because we're in that phase of like, we just have the good conversations going, you know, so it's easier. Um, but for some people, they feel so pressured to start a conversation just to make sure that we're still as close. And I'm like, it's okay, baby. I still love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> like, I love you. I, I, I love you. Not that voice. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love you. And I can love you from a, I can love you from a distance and I can love you even more when I see you in person. So really just um, setting that boundary. Um, and being okay with flipping over my phone. Like, sometimes I see a friend call, I look at it, I said, <laughs> And then I, like, you know, flip it over. And then, you know, I was like, oh, look, it's nine perfect strangers. So, you know, if it <laughs> and finish it out. And, you know, and I've had some friends who are a little more obsessive. And, you know, they'll continue calling and stuff. And then, you know, I just do a quick block. And then unblock when I'm ready. So it's more so of... You know, understanding like those boundaries and that um, communication piece, which was basically the premise of this whole you know, entire conversation. George said, you better respect this. his time. Respect <laughs> Jordan's time. Do you hear me? Yes. yes. Get no and people get on the phone. Like I had some friends who go on the phone and they just be breathing. Like the, the generations Breathe where they FaceTime, <laughs> like FaceTime me all the time. Like, they're like, face, I said, why did you just FaceTime me? And they're all like, I just wanted to see what you were exactly doing. I'm like, we never FaceTime. What is this? What are you doing? Um, it really took me a while to get into the voice message thing with Anthony. Because I told him, I said, listen, I said, it's hard for me to, I guess, provide you with the accurate amount of time to send him messages while on, because you can't send a voice message while you're on the phone. Like, <laughs> like I can't do two things at one time. But he was so understanding about it all. He was like, yeah, you know, just whenever you get a chance, you know, you know, message back. But I'm like, listen, I'm not going to have a panic attack trying to, like, you know, navigate these different things to keep the communication up. But, yeah, I told my friends, I'm like, stop FaceTiming me. Why are we doing it? And I was like, and why are you breathing? I want to hear you breathe. Like, I want to actually, have, like, <laughs> I want to have a conversation with you, like, and that's when it goes back to where that surface level um, interaction just makes me cringe. Like, I uh, feel all icky inside because I'm like, oh, okay. 
I said, well, you can breathe offside. You know, give me a, send me a voice recording, I guess, if you're breathing, like at this point, like I just don't. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm nervous about my next relationship. I'm really nervous about it. Um, romantic relationship. Jordan, because... <laughs> I'm almost on the floor. Not the breathing. Yes. Thanks for being alive. Right. But, but I gotta go. Go right, right. There's more to live. There's more to do. Like, yes. um, but I appreciate. But, but you know what though? Because the last piece that you just said is so important. Um. Ooh, I said important. Like important. Okay. Anyway, um. But it's important because when I I keep saying that your relationships are a reflection, you know. So the way that you assert your boundaries in your friendships like this is a big indicator of how you assert them in your relationships with your family mm-hmm. how you assert them in your relationships with your spouses like they all translate so one of the mm-hmm. things that I've really done and I don't want to keep going because I know our episode is about to be done but um the reason why I've done this amount of work that I've done so far and building the intimacy in my friendships and relationships is to get to that point where I'm like, if I'm communicating or if I'm not communicating in a way that my friend likes, okay, let's meet halfway. I'm not sacrificing nine perfect strangers for you though. You know? Listen, listen. I'm not sacrificing that, but I'm gonna call you back. Or, you know, like if it's an emergency, do do the double call, okay? For emergency. But it's rarely an emergency, so don't do that, you know? But um, it just helps you to, to show that you care about yourself. It's really self care to me. Honestly, it's self-care to me when I tell people my boundaries and when I give my friends the opportunity to actually be my friends and not be somebody that I can't stand. Right. That's true. That's so, true. That's what that communicated to me when you just said that. And you're like, I don't know how I'm gonna be in a relationship. You're gonna be in a relationship the way that you show up is the way that you're showing up for your relationships. If you right. need that space, you need that space. You know, we this is not a relationship, like a romantic relationship show, but it might as well be because if you want to be with your spouse, like y'all got to be friends too. Y'all might not have everything in common, but y'all got to be friends too. So right. it's important. I, I appreciate you saying that, even though you were just like, I'm yeah. so concerned, but don't be. Because if you, you know, there's going to be compromise, but not sacrifice. And that's what I just wanted to illustrate. You know, I'm so glad you said that because, listen, I was like, you know what? Maybe this is not the route for me. But um, I wanted to piggyback because it was something I wanted to say, and I, I tend to lose my train of thought. Um, but I noticed um, in some of my friendships um, that a lot of people, I'm going to say a lot of them, they romanticize it. Mm-hmm. So I guess oh. my question, <laughs> my oh. question for you is, how do you decipher between romantic romance and intimacy and friendships? And how do you set that boundary when it comes to that? So for me, um, and I'm a person, I, I am, I have, um, what is it? Opposite sex relationships. And I do have, I do have male friends, like cisgender male friends who are um, straight. And for me, um, my criteria for friendship 
it's just a little different than my criteria for romantic relationships like you know there's a there's a a certain attraction that I might have had to some of my my male friends and stuff like that but like if I see certain things that in the way that they treat themselves or the way that they treat other people or something like that then suddenly the attraction is like okay friend like and yeah. and that's a level because I'm a I'm more willing to accept mess in friendships than in romantic partnerships to be real with you that's the that's just the truth because I know that I don't it's certain expectations like we even talked about expectations earlier but there's certain expectations that I I have of my friendships and of my romantic partnerships and with that it's like when you come to me and you want to be in a romantic partnership, like there are certain things I'm just expecting you to have all together. And in mm-hmm. my friendships, I'm willing to have that much more patience for you. But if I find you attractive, then, and I, and I find you attractive in a sexual or romantic way, then there are certain things that just got to be there for me. So that is my, that is my like line of distinction. It's very small. It's very small. Cause I do um, have friendships with men that, um are very vulnerable and very like but they they have never crossed into a boundary of romance or sexualization mm-hmm. and it's for certain reasons it's because i it's certain criteria that they don't meet mm-hmm. and that i might not meet for them too so i don't know i don't know like what do you all feel because i know you both do you you both have like same sex relationships too and you know so like how does that work for you all in distinguishing friendships or is it like a hard thing for you? <laughs> so when, <laughs> when you started and you were like it not being that different, I, I, I totally agree. I'm always, this is not coming from an ego place, but I'm always more pressed and rated a bit more effort in a friendship than I am a romantic relationship. And so for me, I've just never been, and I think it's different for different people. I think um, there are some people who feel like there's scarcity or there is like a, a low chance that they will find a romantic partner or a relationship. Um, I'm not on the other side that I feel like, oh my God, there's like a limit or a little bit amount of friends. But I do feel like there to find quality friendship is not easy to come by. And so I do put more effort and more time into that. And so there have been times that I may be talking to somebody um, whether that be male or female. And in my head, I'm assessing, would they be better as a friend or as a partner? Because in the beginning, there's like, there's commonality and you got to kind of figure out which one does it go to? And right now there's actually like, um, like um, a guy that I went on a couple of dates with and I'm like, I'm just getting friend vibes. And I kind of don't want to go any further than that. Cause I'd rather just like have you over there as a, I don't want to even say friend as an acquaintance instead of over here like so yeah it comes up a a lot um and it's always for me the starting place because it's like if we can't if I can't see you as a friend we're definitely not going to make it as romantic partners right and so then what is the distinction after I've determined that you have characteristics that like a friend would have and then like is there enough romance and attraction there for me to want to go this way but my default almost every time is going to be, which I have done, that I have gone on dates with people and be like, you know what? I think we're better as friends and have still been friends. But my default is always going to lean to the, the friend side because I feel like that is 
harder to build. And I feel like um, I also just have more patience and stuff over there. I am not in life, I've been on the like, oh, I want a partner romantic side a lot less than the friend side. So it's like, I don't even want to waste your time and put you over here on this bucket. And that's not where my mind is at. But my mind's always, almost always like, oh yeah, I'm up for friends. So. Yeah, I love that. I um, can't even answer my own question. I, <laughs> yeah, I, and I think, the backstory behind that, I think it's because with some of my friends, um, they ask, oh, you know, Jordan, can we cuddle? Um, and usually I skip over the text, but it's more so of a mindset of under, I had to really think about that. Like, am I able to cuddle with my friends and let it just be something that's intimate and not romantic? Like, can I, and one thing I do for some of my friends that are girls, I would get them like a bouquet of flowers. Is that me showing romance or is that showing intimacy, you know? Um, and I really just grappled with that idea. And I've been really trying to like, you know, say like, kind of go against what society says and what society de defines as romance and intimacy. Um, and one thing for me, I noticed that I, you know, enjoy talking, you know, with different guys and being able to provide them, you know, with love and support. So how do I do that within my friendships? You know, how do I provide you with, like, how do I support you wherever there's a deficiency? Um, so that was kind of like the, 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 the reasoning behind why, you know, I asked that question, because I have a friend now who said, oh, let's, let's cuddle. And I'm like, like, will my dick get hard? Like, I'm like, I'm no. like, that's, like that's, the no. that's the raw truth. That's like, important. That's important. Yeah. Like, we'll like, and then I will have to question this whole dynamic. And that to me is somewhat fearful yeah. because I've categorized you in a way to where I put you in this group of friends. And now that I'm cuddling with you, I question, you know, is this truly a friendship or how intimate is that? I mean, I feel that way sometimes with females, like females have recently, you know, been comfortable with, um, you know, getting dressed in front of me and stuff, mm -hmm. and taking off their clothes and stuff like that. And I would do the same thing too as well. Um, and I don't necessarily, like when I look, I'm like, okay, yeah, boobies, you know, we all <laughs> like, you know, you know, voluptuous women, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't feel any romantic connection, yeah. but I needed this. Because on dates, I still get the question, uh, how do you know you're gay if you don't, you know, have sex with a girl? And I'm like, I look at my best friend all the time and I don't have <laughs> any type of romantic feel um, yeah. or any type of desires of, you know, pursuing that. Um, pursuing so to that. me, that sounds like just um being very open in that communication i mean I, that comes from an extremely vulnerable place so i know yeah. that that can be really hard but mm -hmm. i just think about it for myself like i buy i buy friends and like my friends my my, my girlfriends like we'll buy flowers for each other or we'll mm -hmm. like you know pay for dinners and like you know we'll do stuff that is considered romantic but we are friends we're platonic friends and i've like yeah. even some of my guy friends have done that but we have been platonic you know if there was ever a question 
where I felt like there were there is like a gray line that I'm really like fuzzy about then mm-hmm. I would I would force myself to have that communication I was actually telling somebody that the other day I was just like I always make these decisions these decisions with my brain first so that I don't let my emotions scare me into not doing things because mm-hmm. I I don't want to get tripped up and be like oh damn like I'm not going to do that I'm so scared like just do it you know so I would be the person to have that conversation like if there was somebody who if there if one of my guy friends asked me to cuddle I would automatically be like this nigga trying to fuck like I was you know that is where my head would go that is where my head would go so if you're having if you are having that that space where you're just like damn my dick might get hard like maybe it's it's best that you be like you know I don't I don't know how that would go because I don't want to be in a position where it might change our relationship dynamic like if you don't want to be in a partnership that is more than friends with that person then that's definitely something that you got to be like okay what like what do you 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 need this cuddle just so you can feel hugged or you know like that form of intimacy but that's gonna do something different for me in my body, like in my my mentality. I was um, I have like a a quote or just like I was watching the Shan, uh, Shan Boudram video and she was talking about um, pair bonding. She said we're we're because we're pair bonding mammals. Um, if you only have one person, even if you don't see yourself being with that person. Um, for like the the long term, your brain will start to reconfigure to make them that long term person. And I think about that, like if you were pair bonding mammals, so if you, you know, don't think that you would have a sexual attraction to that person, but like over time, like you could eventually develop an attraction to that person. Like, just think about that. Like, do you want to get involved with that person in that way or should y'all consistently maintain that friendship like that is a boundary that you will have to decide I mean I know because even for for people who have all different relationships with their friends like women who do have friends with men who they like one of my friends is somebody that I used to have sex with you know and we were together for a little while but now I'm like in a different space I'm that person is married you know and is happily married like we do not even see each other that same way. We are really close friends with each other. So, you know, we had to make that distinction and be like, we don't do this. Like, I'm not getting really intimate with you. Like, I'm not doing that. I don't even want your wife to think that, yeah, like I know they used to be together and there's a potential for them to do this again. Like, I don't, you know, so you really gotta be clear about that boundary. That's just another boundary you're gonna have to discover. And y'all are making me think about there was probably like two years ago where I feel like there was this conversation happening about intimacy in a different way that was non-sexual. And the two articles that I remember coming up, coming out, there was one that, um, and I think I've said this to Chantel a couple of times, where you can, people can get a job cuddling with people. And it was just talking about the way that people really crave intimacy and touch 
and you just get hired to go to someone's house. You cuddle with them. It's not sexual. You're fully clothed. But it really opened my mind to like, damn, people really, because I'm not a touchy person. So I'm like, people really crave for touch so much that they would do it with a stranger and have this intimate moment. And I just could not fathom doing that with somebody that you are not, don't have a connection with or don't desire in a like sexual way. And then the second, there was this article that came out and it was talking about, hey, I cuddle with my friends now and more people should try it. And this guy gave an article on it and I was sharing with one of my friends. I was like, I could never, the same thing. I was like, even though it's not intended in my brain or somewhere else, my dick would get hard and things would get awkward. And then he was talking about, he was like, yeah, I cuddle with my friends all the time. And it's like not awkward. And I've been like, do I want to be there? Like, which sounds like what we're questioning too is, do I want to, because there is some rewiring and real rethinking in your brain in order for you to get there. And I was like, oh, I'm fine if I stay with where I am at and I'd never get there. I'm fine if I do get there. I'm not going to set like any crazy expectations on myself, but I do want to do this check and make sure that I'm here because I want to be and not because this is what the outside world is saying, what friendship can and cannot look like. And so, um, yeah, that, and then I want to go back to the other part of the, the, the flop. There's the intimacy also that gets blurred lines when like you're friends with, like other guys that are also like same gender loving that is like sometimes can get very messy. And then I've also had like the other part where I have lots of friends that are women too and had responsibility placed on me as if we were in a relationship that like I had to call out. And so- Speak on it, Anthony. The example is like, we would go out and get dressed up and she'd be like, oh, I was going to wear these heels, but I'm not going to wear these heels because they make me a little bit taller than you. And that's going to look weird. I'm like, but we not together though. Like, and she'd be like, oh, we're supposed to hang out. Did you pick a place for us? Or did you make a reservation? I'm like, but we both decided. Why is that my responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's- Things that you have to, as we're all like, hey, yeah, I'm welcome to whatever friends. The dynamics are definitely different when you talk about gender and who's attracted to who and making sure that there's not things being placed on you or responsibilities on you that like you didn't sign up for. And maybe that person doesn't even recognize that they're trying to, to put on you. So I guess my takeaway would also be like, be aware when something is starting to feel weird or feel like you are being put in the corner in a friendship, um, analyzing what is this all about? Like, why does this feel uncomfortable to me and bringing that conversation up to that friend or just exiting out if you need to exit out of that friendship, so. I agree with you. I. Evelyn, we talked about this before. I had a friend. Um, I'm saying had like I don't have it. <laughs> I person no more. <laughs> but um, yeah, and we went to a pop-up shop. And, you know, once we got there, it was, you know, very um, over, overly stimulating in a way um, for us because there was so much going on. And um, she was like, you know, I'm hungry. And I'm like, well, where do you want to? Where do you want to eat? Like, it's, you got options galore. <laughs> and she was like, um, you choose, you're the man. And I was like, oh. 
<laughs> You're cute. I was like, so I, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so I, and I had to admit, home, I said, come on, I embodied that man. Like, oh, I'm the man. I'm the king. I'm going to take on that role because this is where she, she lacks, like she has the deficiency in, you know, this is where she needs, she needs someone for her. So I said, hey, let's go here. So we went there. We ended up the food. That's a long story. But at the end of the day, the, <laughs> the moral of it all, when I got in the car, I had to think in my head, like, how am I showing up in this relationship? And am I an enabler? Am I enabling her, you know, to think in her mind that this is a, ro- a romantic relationship? And um, after a while, like, you know, I started to set those boundaries in a way. And I wasn't the first to, to plan an event. Like, I wouldn't be like, because I'd be like, oh, let's go here. Oh, let's, because I said, let me let her start, you know, planning just so she knows that it's equal. It's equal at the same time. Or when it comes to driving places, she will immediately assume if I decided to go somewhere, I want to drive. Or she'll immediately assume, like, if we're going somewhere, I'm going to drive her. Um, or she immediately assumes she don't got to pay for gas. So it's like, <laughs> you know. It's give me that like, gas money. <laughs> like, give me that gas money, please. So it was like, a, um, you know, a way of really like analyzing how people can um, take advantage of sometimes the love that you provide to them or the support that you provide to them. So after all of that, I was able to kind of somewhat balance out the relationship by allowing her to take more initiative or saying, or sometimes I would be like, oh, I'm right with you, but we going to this party. I said, I'm going to ride with you. What time? What's the, what's the link up time? You know, just to put her like, you know, I'm your friend, you know, at the end of the day, or I'd be like, hey girl. And sometimes I overexert myself, I'm be honest, you know, um, but at the end of the day, the job is done. So, <laughs> but yeah, that is like one big thing that I'm, I'm so glad we're having this conversation really trying to learn how to balance out. Um, and, and it's truly been a fear of really questioning my morals and my values and how I have seen everything throughout the years um, from growing up, you know, and seeing rigid rules, like this is how it's supposed to look. This is how you're supposed to do it. Now go do it. Um, and now that I'm questioning everything, it's opening up my mind um, and really helping me increase friendships and depth within friendships. So, yeah. That's wow, for sure. A full conversation. <laughs> yeah, I love that you, I love that this transition even happened in the conversation because this is, this is honestly, this was kind of unsafe to even speak on because there is so much fluidity in those boundaries sometimes. Like, and you don't understand how, indoctrinated these gender roles have been for a lot of us um for most of us this is just something that we've grown up knowing and understanding but without that quality communication you don't really get to like the nitty-gritty it's like yeah I'm gonna take this responsibility but I never gave myself this responsibility society gave me this responsibility so you know I don't want that to be the balance of my friendship because I feel like if I exert myself this way then it is unbalanced and that's Mm -hmm. not what I want so I love that you even had that question because I didn't think about I didn't think about the um importance of the distinction it just just felt 
like I, I know my friendships and I've, I know that there are clear boundaries in, the, in a lot of them, but there are some that are just not, you know, and that's okay too. It's okay for you to think long and hard on how you want to be, how you want to show up in this relationship as a friend. And I love that you even, you know, brought this to the table because I think this just elevated the conversation that much more, you know? Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Y'all are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, I mean, does anybody have any last words before we do a little wrap up? Because I'm I'm sure, you know, the classmates are going to have something to say. Good? Okay. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. This was like amazing, such a great topic. Um, But before you go, please, well, everybody, actually, let's plug a homework. Classmates, classmates, get out your pins and papers, get ready to take down your homework. Does anyone have a homework that they would like for the classmates to follow along with or do in the meantime? I have one. I have a song um, by, I just found this weekend by Piff Marty, P-I-F-F-M-A-R-T-I called Boys Do Cry. It is a dope song. Um, and he talks about, I don't think I've heard a song like this. that would, And it wasn't just like, hey, y'all, I'm going to give y'all a sad song about how guys should be emotionally intelligent but he talks about it. it's over a good beat like you actually want to listen to the song that's what actually drew me in first was the beat and stuff and I was like oh okay cool like I like this so I would encourage that as we're talking about a little bit of emotional intelligence and having friendship and um shout out to him for normalizing um that so that is my homework item just that for this week check out that song um Because I feel like in general, finding music that encourages you to be more emotionally intelligent is hard to come by and is really dope to hear from a Black man. So that's my homework item. Um, So my homework item is, um, so I've been listening to this podcast for a while now, and it's called Being Seen Podcast. Um, And it really tackles... um, you know, different conversations, whether it's um, intimacy, um, pop, they have another one for barbershops. So navigating hypermasculinity. Um, they have, I think, one for career too as well. And what I really um, enjoy about this podcast is that it really um, shows a lot of different perspectives, especially for the barbershop one. Um, it shows like they have like, um, heterosexual men talk about um, really getting in touch with their um, femininity. So it's really a good um, podcast. So definitely check it out. And yeah. And I'm not on social media um, as much. Probably got like 20 followers. Um, But my social media, what's it, handle? I think is what they call it. Is... I'm like, I am not social. I mean, except if you want to send me a TikTok or something like that, I'm cool. Um, <laughs> when it comes to like Instagram, I am not on. I probably have like two photos. Um, but it's you know me, Jordy B. Um, and it's kind of I took it away from Cardi B. You know me, Cardi B. 
you know, you know the rest. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So it's you know me, Jordy B. Spelled out. Okay. All right, Jordy B. Right. Belcalis. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do my homework and then um Anthony J, you can plug our social media. So my homework is um to do a reflection in the morning. It doesn't have to be really long. Like when you first wake up, um, if you have like a iPhone or any phone, or if you want to write it down on a piece of paper that you have like really close to you, like under your pillow. I don't know. Some people keep shit under their pillow. Um, or like on your nightstand or something like that. Um, I encourage you to write down either your self-care plan of the day or um, I, one of my friends introduced me to this other concept that I think she got from um, a video that I can't recall the origin, but um, write down how you want to feel at the end of the day. You know, um, I think it's really important when you are starting out your, your day to really think about how you want to move about your day. Um, and if you think about how you want to feel at the end of the day, or if you think about your plan to take care of yourself in any of those moments, like, and it, self-care could be anything. That's the, that's one of the things that I've been learning. I've, I've been in a friendship, like one of my friendships, I spent a week, um, visiting my friend and working from home with my friend. And, um, I asked my friend, like, what's your self-care plan of the day? And she was just like, you know, she said certain things, but I would say something and she was like, oh, I didn't even know that that could be self-care. Whatever you feel, make sh- sure you take care of yourself. It could be cleaning the bathroom. It could be smoking a blunt. Like it could be anything. It could be taking a bath. It could be, you know, standing up to your boss. It could be anything. Whatever you feel like takes care of yourself for that day, I want you to write it down. And I want you to think of that throughout your day um and I've been doing it every morning and it's just been wonderful which is why I was able to be a real grown-up earlier today before I recorded this show so (laughs) I love it (laughs) oh I forgot the last item we said it earlier but I'm for real I want you all to find that black anthropologist that came up with the phrase that girl fast oh my gosh figure out who originated that phrase not the black anthropologist social media time yes that's a good that was an anthropologist (laughs) so it's social media time um jordan shared um social media we're gonna share ours in case you are not following us on all the platforms we're sure you're following us somewhere, but we want to catch you up so you can be on all of them. We are on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and IG as No Fast Podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter at No underscore Class Podcast. Tumblr, we're No Dash Class Podcast. If you have an idea for a topic you would like us to discuss, if you would like to be a guest on a show, if you even want to just give feedback the old-fashioned way, you can email us at no.classpodcast at gmail.com. Now, in my opinion, it's a little bit more convenient, but whatever folks your boat, um, you can go on the iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever, and you can rate us, um, give us some five stars. We appreciate those. 
Um, but like I said, if you want to go the old-fashioned way, write us an email. You can do that for some feedback. We're also accepting donations. We, you know, there's times we're accepting and looking for new friends, sometimes that we're not, but we are always accepting donations at No Class Podcast. Yeah. So we will never turn you away for that. So you can find our donation page on Anchor and the link is in our bio. Um, any last thoughts or comments before we close this out? Friends. How many of us have them? <laughs> All the friendship songs. It's well, like this. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to go with. And then I almost did. I'm looking for the mashup. Yeah, it was a mashup. Oh, That's how we should have started it. We should have just everybody sang your friend song. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, y'all stay hydrated, melanated, and glowed up. We will see y'all next time. <laughs>